I think that big sound that you hear is Democrats having a big sigh of relief across the country because people woke up scared this morning. People said, my God, we've got these election deniers. We've got these people who are winking and nodding at insurrectionists. We've got people who we are afraid if they get in there, they're going to do terrible things. And we're just going to get steamrolling. That was the fear this morning. Uh, Van Jones, who used to self-describe as a communist, which is why the Anita Dunn uh, Obama aide brought him into the Obama White House. Then Obama made the communist voter John Brennan the director of the CIA. I see a theme emerging. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Johnson... I'll stop the rhyme there. Senator Ron Johnson is declaring victory. The news media still says the race is too close to call. With 99% of the vote tallied, Ron Johnson is ahead 50.5 percentage points to 49.5% of the vote for Mandela Barnes, Mandela Barnes. He, uh, his parents named him his first name for Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela. And Barnes, well, Barnes is my mother's maiden name, which means that both of her parents were also named Barnes. They're kind of old-fashioned uh, back then. The parents, both parents, same last name. Then their child has the last name that they both have. It's, it worked for a while, but the left has pretty much undone that. Uh, also, did someone send this, uh, the view thing to us, the view? It's pretty funny. Uh, a, a fun listener sent us sent us an item that, you know, the, the uh, left-wingers, the radical, hate-filled, angry, foot-stomping, window-breaking lefties on the ABC television show, The View, they pay them millions to, to uh, you know, uh, represent the radical left in the United States. Uh, and said, you know, it's kind of ironic that the angriest women on television are named Whoopi, Sonny, and Joy. Whoopi, Sonny, and Joy. <laughs> As they, they misspelled Whoopi and Sonny, but that's a Democrat tradition, too. They should really spell Joy, J-O-I, or something like that. We got tired of tripping over women in bathrooms, public bathrooms, who were giving themselves abortions. That's right, got it, tripping over women in public bathrooms, giving themselves abortions. They got tired of it. Tired of it, I tell you. Happened so frequently, they got tired of it. Now, I, uh, let's go to this uh, Mississippi radical before we get back to the news of the day, which is, of course, the election day results such as they are. Uh, I played this audio for you at least once before. The uh, There is a Democrat mayor. <clears throat> it's kind of an amazing story. Uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi, and he's an extreme radical leftist. That's, that's not just hyperbole. Uh, you'll understand in just a moment. Mayor-elect Shakwi Antar Lamumba. That's right. Chakwi Antar Lumumba was elected mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. That's kind of amazing, isn't it? And uh, when he was running for office, he, uh, he made this promise. What happens in Jackson, Mississippi impacts each and every one of us. 
And so we have to make the decision that we're going to start controlling the way electoral politics proceeds. And so we've made the decision that we're going to be the most radical city on the planet. That's right. Jackson, Mississippi is going to be the most radical city on the planet, says Chakwi Lumumba. Um, and the Democrats voted for him. Um, don't go to Jackson, Mississippi. And he was, he was elected. Well, yesterday there was a story, uh, last night, a story out of Jackson, Mississippi. Now, it was uh, Gail King yesterday was very concerned about uh, violence on Election Day because those terrible, awful Republicans, you know. Many people are raising the possibility of violence actually at the polls, and I think people are scared. You see people armed standing there at the polls watching. That's scary stuff. Yeah. I think it's, it's very I've scary. I'm images. sitting at home watching it, and I'm scared. She's scared. She's at home watching it. And then uh, yesterday, they were very excited to announce, the, the Democrats, that there was a person in Wisconsin that walked into a polling place, suspect arrested in, um, uh, well, hang on, that's the wrong act of violence from yesterday. Armed man tries to, quote, stop the voting, end quote, at West Bend polling place. West Bend is uh, what we're talking about here. There's a picture of a knife. It's West Bend, Wisconsin. An armed man was taken into custody West Bend early Tuesday afternoon after he demanded election workers at one of the polling locations, quote, stop the voting, end quote. The city's police department said man allegedly went to West Bend uh, Community Library around 12.30 p.m. carrying a knife and wanted to disrupt the election. Library staff, as you might expect, called the police. They detained the man without incident. So that's the, uh, that's the thing. That's in West Bend, Indiana. And they do not explain on whose side this person was, which is always a red flag, isn't it? Uh, but let me share the story from the most radical city in the world, uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi arson suspect accused of setting seven fires, destroying church on Election Day. See? And he's been arrested Delvin McLaurin, 23 years old, was sought following a series of fires in Mississippi's capital, the most radical city on the planet. An arson suspect accused of setting seven fires in Jackson, Mississippi, on Election Day, including one that burned a church to the ground, has been taken into custody. The Hines County Sheriff's Office said 23-year-old Delvin McLaurin was arrested in uh, Terry, Mississippi, after they received a tip from the public. He was being transferred to Jackson police custody uh, and uh, taken into uh, their police station there. The targets uh, that, uh, uh, that he set a fire on Tuesday morning in Mississippi's capital included the Epiphany Lutheran Church, the Greater Bethlehem Temple Church, a gas station, a baseball field, of Jackson State University, and uh, a total of seven locations that he torched. Uh, according to another story on this, there are two historically black churches. A spokesperson for Jackson Police Department told the Associated Press that McLaurin, the news agency says, will also be questioned by the FBI. Dun, 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 is already charged with felony malicious mischief. Now, here's the thing. Uh, there are two, according to multiple news reports, uh, two historically black churches, and and one just burned completely to the ground. Here are the pictures of, and the cross is standing in the middle of the burned out 
uh, rubble. And it took four hours for the fire department to put out this uh, fire. Now, destroyed everything in it. Um, and um, the Associated Press said, and he's been arrested. Now, here's the thing. He's an African-American guy, the guy that was arrested. And, and that doesn't, you know, fit the narrative. But it's a burning the Reichstag moment. It's Election Day. It's Jackson, Mississippi. It's the most radical city with the radical leftist extremist. And the arsonist was arrested. And for uh, many hours yesterday, you didn't see the perp, and they didn't say anything about the perp. But they talking about um, uh, Jackson State uh, baseball field, the uh, facilities there, and uh, historically black churches, and these terrible and church burnings. You know, I saw church burnings, and I'm well. Are they polling places? No, but Democrats burn churches all the time. Uh, you know, it's not like they have a reputation or anything because the news media. But we had two churches burned in nearby Bethesda, Maryland, uh, just across the border from Washington, D.C. We're very close to that as, uh, as we speak. And there were two churches burned in uh, North Carolina by an angry Democrat. These were over the Supreme Court abortion ruling. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Uh, but the, uh, don't look for this story on CNN or in the Washington Post because it won't be there. Now, if it was a white guy, who had burned historically black churches, you know, black churches, then uh, that would be big news. On election day, that would be bigger news. But it turns out it's a young African-American guy. Therefore, they can't play the game that they always play. Right? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mississippi man who set fires at HBCU and churches arrested. The historically black college and or a university um, had their baseball facility set on fire. Uh, but, uh, you know, the whole story is ruined when you find out. So you got historically uh, black university uh, torched by an arsonist. You got churches, at least one black church, and some reports say two black churches, and other things, gas stations, have set on fire in the most radical city in the world, according to the mayor. And it won't be a news story because the color of the perp is wrong. That's why 84% of Americans see the news media as a threat to our democracy. And 59% of us, according to the New York Times, see the news media as the premier, primary, major threat to our democracy. Not a problem. But I do like to see Ron Johnson declaring victory, even though the media hasn't. Uh, 99% of the vote, and he's up by one percentage point, and he's over 50%. So uh, go home, Mandela Burns. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the uh, telephones here. I've got a lot more uh, news media and political stuff to get to today, so don't go anywhere. Let's go to, let's go to Scott calling from Connecticut, which is a small state in the Northeast. Scott, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, how are you? Thank you for taking my call today. Uh, I couldn't help but uh, overhear uh, Whoopi uh, Goldberg talking about abortion. Uh, perhaps you know of a woman named Karen Elaine Johnson, who has admitted publicly that she had seven abortions by the age of 25. Um, I do know do Karen you know Johnson. And so do I. And she is? Whoopi Goldberg. That is correct, sir. Yeah, she's a you Karen. I knew you're a smart dude. Hey, I got a funny story to tell you. I go yesterday morning to do my public duty. 
uh, and vote early uh, in an important midterm election. So I pull into the local library. The sun's coming up. It paints a pretty picture. And as I'm pulling in the parking lot, I see a huge satellite truck there. And I'm like, wow, what the heck is going on here? And I, you know, when they film uh, during the day or twilight hours, you know, they have a big spotlight. And I look and I'm thinking, God, they're, they must be filming an episode of The Adams Family. But it wasn't. It was Richard Blumenthal. I thought it was Lurch, but it was Richard Blumenthal getting his five minutes of fame. Uh-huh. The, the honor thief himself. But yeah, anyhow, yeah, here's yeah. my tale you're, you're a senator. Yeah, Mr. I served in Vietnam. No, you didn't. Yeah. Not my senator, sir. Just to let you know, not my senator. Yes, he represents the people of Connecticut, but he's definitely not my senator. Uh-huh. But I got to tell you, if he and Lori Lightfoot got together, they could do uh, an episode, a horror movie or an episode of The Walking Dead, and they could bypass the makeup and wardrobe chairs. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> we, we, we could add we could add John Kerry and uh, Fetterman and, uh, you know, make a, make a go of it. I'm walking in, and I'm confronted by a very well-dressed uh, African-American woman as I'm walking in the building. And she says, hi, how are you? I said, good morning. And she says, can I count on your vote today? And I recognized her from some TV commercials. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, no, I'm sorry, you can't. And she said, excuse me? And I said, no, I'm sorry, you can't count on my vote. And she said, well, would you like to explain why? And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'm, I need to get in there and do my thing. I said, but when I come out, I'd be glad to talk to you. And I'm being sincere. I enjoy talking to people from all walks of life. You can learn a lot of things, and it doesn't cost you any money. Sure. So I go in and I vote, and I come out. Now, when I come out, she's there. But she has now with her a young woman who's, again, dressed very professionally and has a clipboard. I was assuming maybe it was another news person that was there on the premises or her assistant. Uh So I walk over and I said, hi, remember me? And she says, yes. And she said, would you mind telling me why you you, uh, wouldn't vote for me today? And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I... um, the first thing that comes to mind, I says, you know, I, I, I could tell talk all day. I said, the first thing that comes to mind uh, that you mentioned it is your ads on TV, your ads about your opponent. And she said, well, what about them? I said, well, they're full of misinformation. I said, I, I don't think that anybody would disagree in any walk of life that uh, everybody appreciates a good, fair fight or a good, fair debate. I said, what I see on the television uh, is, I said, it's complete lies and misinformation. I said, you and your ilk and your party use this information to your benefit uh, when you lie about yourselves or your service to make yourselves look good or that you passed a bill or that you were a part of something. Uh-huh. I said, and then when you want, want to destroy your opponent, you do the same thing. So the, the young lady that was next to her, before this woman even responded, okay, and I give her credit, the woman was looking me right in the eye. She heard everything I said. Before she could even respond, the young lady looks at me and says, what do you mean by your ilk or your followers? <laughs> that's, that's, that's your takeaway. That's your takeaway is your ilk. You want to take umbrage with the term uh, people of your ilk. And that was their central point. Followers. I said, ma'am, I said, what I mean by that is the uneducated and uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, very, very good. Good stuff, uh, Scott. Thank you for her. Thank you for a fun election day story, a polling place story. I uh, we ran into the Washington Post and a candidate when we went to vote uh, yesterday too. I'll, uh, perhaps I'll get to that today as well. Scott, thank you for uh, thank you for a fun story.
Hey, you know, if you're just getting started on your financial journey, it's important to set yourself up for success. You know, and if you've got a high credit score, you have more power than you might think. Now is the time to leverage that score and consolidate your debt before interest rates are even more out of control. Pay off your credit cards faster with a low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates start as low as 6.99% APR with auto pay and your excellent credit. Lightstream believes that people like you with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what Lightstream delivers. Now, just for my listeners, apply right now, get a special additional interest rate discount, save even more of your hard-earned money. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash plant. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash P-L-A-N-T-E. Subject to credit approval rates range from 6.99% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires your excellent credit terms and conditions apply and offers a subject change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash plant for more information. All right, lots more Election Day folderall and craziness and kookiness coming. We're at 888-630-9625. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. All right, well, we have the uh, Republican mayor of Miami, Florida, for you. He was on the television this morning. I want to share with you what he said. Um, a, a good guy, a solid guy. We've got Kerry Lake for you. Uh, that race is still up in the air. Uh, the media still hasn't called Ron Johnson the winner in Wisconsin, but Ron Johnson has called Ron Johnson the winner in Wisconsin. Uh, big time. Democrat, DCC Congressional Chair Maloney, New York Democrat. He lost and uh, he's conceded. Now, what will the Democrats do with Stacey Abrams? You know, she has to fail up. That's what Democrats do. Look at Biden. They fail up. Look at Hillary. This is the Chris Plant Show. Now, I mentioned that Senator Ron Johnson in Wisconsin um, has declared victory in his race with 99% of the vote counted. And he leads by one full percentage point, and he is over 50% of the vote. And all of that should matter. Ron Johnson declares victory before any outlet before any outlet calls his race. Can you imagine such a thing? We're supposed to wait for the news media to say who won, knowing that they're Democrat Party shills, of course. But I just love that. And he accused the corporate media of, quote, refusing to call a race that is over. Good for him. Good for him. 
And I'll tell you, you know what that goes with, Michael, is uh, Carrie Lake. That goes with Carrie Lake because she loves to call out the news media, too. And her race is still in limbo in Arizona where there were uh, irregularities in the voting machines in their biggest, most populous county, Maricopa County. Maybe not biggest geographically. But I love that Ron Johnson declares victory before any outlet calls his race, accuses corporate media of refusing to call a race that's over. The media is doing everything they can for the Democrats to hold on to the Senate here. Now, the Washington Times has the appropriate headline today, GOP on path to control House. Ask again later, power balance in Senate is unclear. Republican candidates flip seats in early returns. And the numbers are, are good. The, uh, the Republicans now have, uh, as of just a few minutes ago, 201 seats in the House of Representatives. You require 218 seats to have control of the House of Representatives. The Republicans now have 201. The Democrats now have 174. That means there are, I believe, 60 seats that still have not been called, 60 races that have still not been called. Now, in order to gain control of the House of Representatives, the Republicans need 17 of those 60, and they will control the House. Right? So that is on track to control the House of Representatives. And that means that Joe Biden's agenda and the radical left-wing agenda of the squad is in a ditch. That means it's not going anywhere, right? And that's good because they're crazy people. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go, because this is, uh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good stuff. We have it in the, uh, in the cut sheet. Uh, you know, Carrie Lake is just great. Um, and uh, she doesn't take any guff from these phony baloney reporters that show up at her events. They're there to do her harm, right? I mean, that's the, that's the thing about them. They are there to, to do her harm. Um, it also should be noted that Sean Penn went to Ukraine and gave one of his Oscars to Volo- Volodymyr Zelensky. Sean Penn, with two Oscars, gave one of his Oscars to Volodymyr, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. Because, well, you know, I don't know, Governor Cuomo got an Emmy for his press conferences where he lied about his handling of COVID. But uh, Sean Penn is mentally ill. He's insane. He, he falls into that Pew Research category of crazy liberal with uh, mental illness problem. But let's go to Carrie Lake because uh, yesterday she had uh, yet another yet another good moment. There were irregularities in Maricopa County, and a lot of the voting machines were not counting votes. So they're putting them in a drawer, the ballots. They're putting them in a drawer and saying, well, we'll take them downtown and we'll, we'll count them there. And if you can't trust the Democrats, who can you trust? Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake yesterday. Yep. Donald Trump announces, as expected, to be president, and you win the governorship of Arizona, you're likely to be talked about as a VP candidate. Will you? Do you plan to serve your entire term in Arizona, or are you open to being the VP? Are you new covering this race? Because we've talked about this before. We've talked about this. I've answered these questions. I am going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst <laughs> freaking nightmare for yeah. eight years, and we will reform the media as well. 
We're going to make you guys into journalists again. So get ready. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait. She's uh, and uh, the race right now is still close, still too close to call it kind of amazingly um, because her Democrat opponent has run a famously even the left wing media is saying, oh, she's run a terrible race. And and Carrie Lake is so great. Uh, and there were irregularities uh, at the uh, polling places in Maricopa County yesterday. Surprise, surprise. We need major reforms. And that word is an often abused and misused, misused word in uh, the political sphere. But we need major reforms to the way that we elect our, our political leaders because the Democrats have screwed things up so much. How much have they screwed things up? That we really don't have a lot of confidence, many millions of Americans, in the way we do this anymore. And with very good reason. You know, healthy skepticism is uh, is a good thing, a good thing. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the mayor of uh, Miami, Florida, Francis Suarez, who is a Republican. He's a Cuban American, and therefore, uh, as uh, Democrats like to flog, uh, he is uh, Latino. You see, and the uh, Latino vote for Republicans. Uh, much better this time. I, I just, I've never been, been able to understand why Republicans can't make the case to Latino voters. Democrats are un-American, anti-American, anti-capitalist, anti-free market, anti-small business owner. They're anti-Christian, anti-Catholic church, anti-family. Uh, and they're against you keeping the fruits of your labors. And, and uh, people come to the United States so that they can enjoy the fruits of their labors and and uh, practice their religion freely in churches. And the Democrats are basically like Sandinistas today. They were pro-Sandinista in the 1980s, and now they kind of are Sandinistas. Here's uh, Francis Suarez talking about uh, the big swing in Florida in favor of DeSantis uh, and Marco Rubio compared to uh, 2016 when when President Trump didn't do nearly as well in the, the numbers in particular in Miami. In 2016, uh, Donald Trump lost Miami-Dade County by 30 points to Hillary. Uh, in 2020, that 30-point margin was just an eight-point margin in favor of Biden. And now you're seeing Miami-Dade County go completely red by double digits, both for Marco and for the governor. Uh, I think it, it means that uh, people in Miami-Dade County and in Florida, by the way, you win Miami-Dade County, uh, you have a great chance of winning Florida by a huge margin. And we saw that also last night, a 20-point margin uh, in Florida, which is unheard of uh, for a Republican candidate. Now, that is huge. And that puts, um, I've got to say, Ron DeSantis. Remember, Ron DeSantis was on the baseball field at Alexandria when the Bernie Sanders volunteers showed up and shot Steve Scalise. And he was there to kill all of the Republicans. Um, and uh, he is a he's a good and, we, you know, we like governors as presidents more than senators and certainly House members. But the numbers, the swing, just huge, gigantic. And Francis Suarez, very optimistic. I think it sets a template for how we can win nationally. Right. Um, you know, Miami, we have three simple rules. We keep taxes low. We keep people safe. And we lean into innovation to create high-paying jobs in the greatest country on the planet. And that uh, message has resonated with Miami-Dade County voters. And they're rewarding Republicans because we are, uh, you know, because we're running a competent government. 
And uh, the Republican Party is the party of Americans, uh, of America, of free market capitalism, of free people, of uh, national sovereignty, of uh, keeping more of your money instead of the government confiscating more of your money, keeping more of your freedoms and your liberties instead of confiscating more of your freedoms and liberties. Francis Suarez. You know, Democrats are in denial. Um, they're in denial because they first tried to brand all Hispanics as Latinx. That didn't work. That sort of monolithic brand didn't stick. People don't like it. Uh, then they tried to go nuance. And, and the you know, president's uh, the first lady said, you know, that we're as unique as San Antonio tacos. That also didn't work uh, and obviously offended people. Uh, and now they're trying to come up with more excuses as to why Republicans keep gaining with Hispanics. Republicans gaining with Hispanics is not just big for Miami-Dade County or for Florida. It's big for the United States. It's a template for success for Republican elections for a generation right. national. I, I Honestly, the Republicans need to step up and... Uh, need uh, leaders um, like Rubio and like DeSantis and honestly like the mayor of Miami, uh, Francis Suarez, to uh, step in. The uh, the Hispanic vote, the Latino vote, the Catholic, uh, Hispanic, Latino, hardworking, work ethic, patriotic, family-oriented, people not to stereotype, but it's all positive stuff. And uh, it's all in the Republican column, not in the Democrat column. And I don't understand why Republicans have been so stupid that they haven't been able to make the case. And he said the Latinx, uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats trying to label uh, Latinos as Latinx, meaning they're genderless, you know, not uh, Latino and Latina, uh, but Latinx because they wanted to strip gender away from Latinos, which is not something Latinos want to do. You know, their men like being men and their women like being women, as God intended it to be. You remember Joe Biden. It's awful hard as well to get Latinx vaccinated as well. Why? They're worried that they'll be vaccinated and deported. Yeah, good point, because they're all deportable and they're a bathroom tissue. They, uh, they're not only an ethnic group, they're also a toilet tissue. And of course, Jill Biden with their famous breakfast tacos. As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Yes, and uh, unique and as diverse as the breakfast tacos. So uh, Francis Suarez, the uh, mayor of Miami, Florida, uh, this morning on the television. I think if we continue to communicate and connect with Hispanics, um, it could mean a tremendous amount uh, in terms of, uh, you know, not just winning elections, but creating prosperity right. for a country and governing uh, through the principles that have, uh, you know, that are the basis of Republican uh, elected officials right. and Republican politics. And uh, I've got to tell you, with uh, with the successes of Ron DeSantis, and he is a smooth operator, as the song used to say, a smooth guy. And... Um, He's got a uh, he's got a brilliant future, and, I, and I've got to say there is, you know, there is a, a fight that has already begun just below the surface between President Donald Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis as to what the Republican Party will do in 2024. Um, and it's already started. I know this because, for example, here's the headline from the Daily Beast. Donald Trump threatens to expose dirt on Ron DeSantis. Uh, once again, I will, I will cite the old axiom that politics is an individual sport 
but it's also a team sport. And I, I don't think, um, you know, when President Trump hasn't declared, although he may on November 15th, that he's going to run for president again. And Ron DeSantis was just reelected as governor uh, of uh, Florida in uh, a veritable landslide. Um, I, I, I don't honestly think it's helpful for President Trump to... Uh, Donald Trump threatens to expose dirt on Ron DeSantis, and it's uh, allegedly got something to do with his marriage and implied, and he started calling Ron DeSantis Ron DeSanctimonious the other day. Uh, pretty crazy. Let's go to James Carville. James Carville is the Democrat political strategist, um, and he, uh, talking about, he's a crazy person, a crazy Cajun, and he was talking about yesterday how the Republicans should have done much better than they did. You put everything in a computer, we should have lost 57 seats. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Four or five Senate seats. And the reason is really Donald Trump. I mean, he brought people out to vote against this. Um, you know, it, 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 it just it had a suppressive effect. He, he, he out-trumped inflation. He out-trumped crime. He out-trumped the, the normal cycle of the first off-year election with an incumbent president. It was supposed to be a historic uh, wave election. It, it was not. There's a lot of finger-pointing. That always happens. Um, you know, the Democrats are, uh, are, are, and this is happening on CNN, on MSNBC, uh, thanking President Trump for uh, making this not as bad as they feared it would be, given how they've wrecked the country, all the devastation that they've created. And they are, they are giving credit to, uh, from their perspective, or blaming from another perspective. And uh, I always got to use the Reverend Al, Al Charlatan whenever possible. Donald Trump has done for the Democrats what no one could have done for the Democrats. And he's a, he's a gift that keeps on giving. And last night, last night was another gift. And last night was another gift. And, and uh, as I was texting with a friend of mine, a, uh, you know, a Washington, an old Washington hand yesterday, he said, you know, Donald Trump won in 2016 because enough people hated Hillary Clinton. Um, and then Joe Biden won in 2020 because enough people hated Donald Trump. Uh, and there is another presidential election coming in 2024, the uh, Republican Party, as of now, looks like Donald Trump is going after Ron DeSanctimonious and uh, threatens to expose dirt on Ron DeSantis and his wife. Um, I, uh, uh, and before anybody's even announced, I, I think that it would be best to be on your own side and to be on your own team. Uh, but that's me. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. This is a fight inside of the Republican Party that is already underway. And it was underway even before the midterm elections. Political instincts and political practices. It's going to be uh, an interesting America <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Who knows what will happen next? Stay tuned for tomorrow's exciting episode. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Now, I, uh, I was saying because the Republicans will control the House of Representatives, presumably, mathematically, it's almost impossible that they would not. Uh, and the Senate, 
maybe, could be, might lead to a runoff in Georgia in December involving Herschel Walker versus Raphael Warnock, who ran over his wife with a car. It's okay when you're a Democrat. Just ask Ted Kennedy. Well, you can't really ask Ted Kennedy, you know, but uh, that said. And, and, and I said, well, you know, that means that Joe Biden and the Democrats' radical agenda is in a ditch. And uh, a friend of mine texts us, no, he's still got a, a, a pen and a phone, you know, like uh, Barack Obama. So there is, of course, a lot more to get to, and I have more audio that I'm not going to get to because there is too much stuff, as always, news media and politicians. But it looks like the Republicans will have secured the House of Representatives, hopefully, but not necessarily, by the close of business today. And the Senate, I think, is going to take much longer. Uh, But, boy, we live in funny times, don't we? Yes, we do. Any fantastical piece of audio that uh, you're in love with, Michael? Then let's go to Jerry calling from Colorado Springs. Don't have a lot of time for you, Jerry, but just um, uh, wrap it up for us, Jerry. Hey, Bubba, keep it funny. Um, <laughs> it's, a slaughter, it's a slaughterhouse out here in Colorado, my friend. Yeah. The hot tub is open for business. Hot tub. <laughs> hey, hot listen. Tub. Hot tub. Uh, man, one of two things is going on. I was born and raised in California. Been following politics for 30 years. Either the silent majority is the minority, which I believe kind of is at this point, or Republicans are completely losing it. And this this news about Trump just solidifies that. I'm an independent for a reason. I was raised a Southern Democrat. Yeah. Uh, migrant farm workers from Oklahoma, out to California. Yeah. Um, I was a Republican for a while. Uh, the John McCain's, the Donald Trump's, the Bushes, the you know. The, it's not easy out there, man. It's it's tough, and uh, it's true. And the Republicans, you know, uh, honestly, uh, the Speaker of the House that can't speak, and Mitch McConnell, the Turtle Boy in the Senate, and the already a demolition derby for the presidential race in 2024. Uh, and Hillary Clinton says it's already been stolen. So. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.